beautiful people across the globe. We just want to welcome you to another edition of D-A-K-I-C-K-B-A-C-K, The Kickback, with Sharika, Sabrina, and E.B. What's good to the Kickback Squad? Welcome to a, another week of kicking it with three of your favorite people in the whole wide world. We hope that you guys are enjoying yourselves, and we hope that you're feeling good this Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, whenever you decide to listen. As always, we're going to start out with how we doing, how we feeling. Sharika, what's the temp like? Good. I'm sitting at, let me give me a 90. It's Thanksgiving week, celebrating all that we can be thankful for. We're almost through 2020. You know, that's something to be thankful for. I have no complaints, essentially, you know. You can always find something if you're looking for it. Right now, I'm not looking for anything to complain about, so I'm going to say I'm doing well. Sabrina, how are you feeling? What's your tough like today? I'm so excited. This is my favorite time of year and Thanksgiving. Y'all know I'm a foodie. You know I eat all the things for all the reasons. So I am just looking forward to Thanksgiving and eating all the food. I just love it. I just absolutely mm-hmm. love it. And then after that, it's the most wonderful time of the year. And I am one of those people, I will not do Christmas until after Thanksgiving. I won't watch a movie. I won't listen to music. Now, obviously, because of my job, I do have to do some things because we have performances and things to get ready for. But outside of that, I just feel like it's such a special time that we have to like let it have its time. And if it's all the time, it's not that great. Just like living in Florida. I'm over the sun. We need to <laughs> If it's sunny all the time, we don't appreciate, you know, that sort of a thing. So I am feeling golly. What is my perfect temperature? Sunny and 75. That's where I am. Love this time of year. I have been trying to drag her into Christmas early and she is standing firm and it's good. Actually, I've been slowly tipping my toe into Christmas. I haven't done the Christmas music yet. I've watched Christmas movies, but it's just been old ones that's come out the past few, like on Netflix, that I missed in the past. So I haven't watched any new Christmas stuff. So I feel like I'm warming up to Christmas. Well, how do you do it, Evie? What's your temp like? I would say anywhere between the 85 to 90 range. Similar to you guys, definitely a foodie. Love Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. being around the fam or whatnot. Love this time of getting ready to go into December. Not only is it the most wonderful time of the year, but it's also the best month of the year. A lot of people don't realize mm-hmm. that December is the best month, but you know, it's just people like E.B. who celebrate his birthday in that month. It's yeah. People like Jesus who celebrate his birthday in that month. You know, it's not, not too major, depending on who you are. It's super major for me. Yeah. But to share the month with that guy, I, I feel blessed. But also, it's just not all the way up at a 90 because opposite of y'all, some people like this weather, but like, when it goes getting under 75, I ain't with it. Like, nope, nope. Yes. Like, people are like, oh, yes. it's so perfect. The yes. sun is out enough and the clouds are there and it's not hot and it's not too cold. This is a per- no, 75. It's getting a little too nippy. Getting a little too nippy. Oh, we like, just getting good. So that's how I'm feeling. Oh my gosh. I love this weather. Do you have a jacket? Right now or in general? Like, did you bring a jacket today? No, but I do keep a jacket with me. Okay. But I have a sweatshirt on today, though, and I thought great be too hot for too long here then again i did grow up up north so thinking about thanksgiving who's sliding to the kickback this week i did this person 
having Thanksgiving dinner with us. Sounds so fun because this woman is an American actress who studied acting at Howard University. Now, I never went to Howard, but I have a really great friend, Danielle, shout out to you, who went to Howard. This actress has been in many movies, but her breaking role was in the movie in 2001. Maybe y'all know it, Baby Boy. I'm talking about the one and only Taraji P. Henson for a lot of reasons. Not just her great acting career and different roles from dramatic roles to comedic roles, all the things. Taraji started a new hair care line. I saw that they have it at Target and I really want to check it out. The hair industry has been really coming a long way in the past few years with hair products coming out for people of color. Because I remember growing up, when you go to the Walmart, all it was is the Pantene and the Suave. And this is before the Pantene and Suave had the, it's like their people of color line. This was just generic white people brand. Sorry, white people, but y'all had all the things that would just be stripping off black people's hair away and who was just out there struggling. But now the industry has come a long way and people like Taraji P. Henson have come out with their own brand of hair care for people of color. For that 4C kinky hair, I was literally contemplating putting some hair care products from Taraji P. Henson on my Christmas list. I still might do it because I appreciate somebody looking out for people with hair like me. The thing that I really wanted to focus on is what Taraji P. Henson is doing in the mental health space. I was listening to a interview from her. She was on The Breakfast Club. And if you want to hear more about that, jump over there. Not right now, when you're done listening to us. It was just a really good interview about what she's doing in the mental health space. She has a foundation called the Boris Lawrence Henson Foundation. And one of the cool things that they did during this pandemic was they offered free therapy sessions during COVID for anybody who was struggling with mental health issues. So when they were doing that free therapy session, they realized that it was majority women that were signing up and they hardly had any men. So after that, they offered five recessions for men. So men, listen, we know we don't, y'all don't always, not everyone, but a lot of men don't like to get their feelings out. But you know, it's good for everyone to examine your feelings, your mind, your heart. And so I really appreciate what Taraji P. Henson is doing with her foundation. She has also just been greenlit for a talk show on Facebook called Peace of Mind with Taraji P. Henson. So that's something else that she's going to be doing in the mental health space. This is a fun and exciting, happy time for the holidays for most people. But for a lot of people, the holidays can be a very difficult time, especially if you lost loved ones or you're just feeling lonely, depressed, whatever it is, the holidays can be a great, exciting time, and I love it. But there are people who suffer with mental health issues or the holidays isn't that great of a time for you. You know, I just want to thank Taraji for all her work in the entertainment industry, but also caring about people's mental health. And, and she was sharing a story of about a woman where she I'm going to a store or something, and this homeless woman was on the street. And, you know, it sounded like she was talking nonsensical things, but basically when she was listening close, she could hear that she was like reciting a monologue as I said, Taraji's from the acting world, and she could hear that this lady was reciting some monologue. It just helped her remember that people look at people who are homeless and say, you know, think that they're crazy or that they have issues, and maybe they do. But some of these people are brilliant people. And especially with the COVID, you know, a lot of people have lost their streams of income and become homeless. And so there's a lot of people who have 
you know, just really been struggling. I think back in the day, people just were, oh, that person's, I won't say the R word. People just like would label people. But now it seems like we're beyond just labeling people. We're about helping people. And so that's why I wanted to invite Taraji to our kickback. And I think she'll be fun at a Thanksgiving. I think she is hilarious. She's from the area where I grew up, DC metro area. She's a good time girl. And not to put the sister's business out there, but she is 50. Years old, and she looked fabulous. Listen, if I could look like Taraji at 50 now, I would be excited. Okay, so that's why Taraji gets our kickback invite for today. Did either of you see Acrimony? I did not. Did you, Evie? Okay. So we have to watch that and then revisit this invite because I've only heard about the movie and that the ending was just crazy. Oh, yes, yes, I did hear about that. Yeah, in the movie, she plays someone who struggles with mental illness and there was controversy over how that was handled. And I heard it was comical, even though it wasn't supposed Mm -hmm. to be and all this kind of stuff. So I wonder, you know, if there's a correlation between that and some of the backlash and what she's doing now. Either way, I love that she's doing something to help people who really need to focus on their mental health that maybe don't have the means or just feel yeah. some type of way about it, especially in communities with people of color. My family was never weird about it. I mean, did we have the money for it? Not particularly, but exactly. if we had, you know, I never heard my parents be like, oh, you need, no one should get counseling. <laughs> I myself have had counseling. I would have it again right now if I wasn't lazy and would dive into the things, but the times that I did dive into it, it was amazing. Like I didn't grow up with the negative stigma on counseling, but I also, nobody really was talking about counseling like that. I've done counseling before. Probably need to jump back into some counseling right now, but then you'd be like, oh, the life though. We got work and things, but you know what? Make time for yourself. Make time for your mental health. That's Definitely. my advice for Definitely today. make time for your mental health. Self-care is important. People. You guys are starting to rouse from your Thanksgiving coma, or maybe you're coming to the end of of your Thanksgiving leftover situation. So we're going to talk about it. So we'll start off with our Thanksgiving traditions. How did you celebrate Thanksgiving growing up? We celebrated Thanksgiving, I guess I'll say normal, mm-hmm. like everybody else. <laughs> and I say like everybody else, I don't have a statistic on it for those of you who are just <laughs> like, well, you don't know how I celebrate it. So it's not like everybody else. But for the most part, moms and pops was always off. Mm-hmm. My mom usually was the one who cooked. Of course, sometimes we'll help out or my older sisters would help out. And then our house seemed to be kind of like, I don't want to say hotbed because I just sound like everything going wrong there. But it seemed seemed to be the spot where everybody came to hang out because of just the space within inside the home and the space was mm-hmm. in, inside the yard. And then you're talking about, again, at least for the most part, always here in the States was 11 of us as far as kids and then two, mm-hmm. a brother and a sister who's in Haiti. But then as everybody's here, everybody got their own friends and then older siblings start to have kids. And so that's nieces and nephews or grandkids from my mom and pops them. And so everybody would just be hanging out at I crib. That's how we normally celebrated it. We would do it really big when I was younger. I had an uncle who, you know how like within our community, some people call everybody cousin and everyone. Mm-hmm. So my uncle Rex, uh, rest in peace, he passed when I was in high school. He was like, like that like when I tell you a people person and everyone was related so Thanksgiving it would be him and all these random people from the community and I'm like who of these people are actually my blood so that's the <laughs> one he did everything bigger than life and the other thing was when I tell you for Thanksgiving we would have every food you can think of 
turkey, spaghetti, lasagna, Chinese food, chicken wings, <laughs> ham, meatballs, piggies in a blanket. Like that was just who my uncle was. He loved food. He loved cooking. And it was always just way too much. And random people from our city, which maybe they were my cousins, maybe they weren't. I don't know. But Thanksgiving was always huge like that. And it was usually at our house. And he would come and all of, I don't want to call them his lackeys. <laughs> the people that you're just like you're like who are these people you don't see them anytime throughout the year but they would all come and it was just like all the typical jokes for thanksgiving like not necessarily a kid's table but if you're a kid you just didn't have a place to see and you just were going to eat last and you just kind of had to find your way all the funny things people taking quote-unquote walks and um, mm-hmm. coming back like <laughs> Uh, coming back, smelling like, you know, whatever, and just all the typical things uh, that you would see <laughs> at a people of color stereotypical Thanksgiving. Yeah. After my uncle passed, Thanksgiving got very small, very quickly, because it was just my mom, dad, and my siblings and I, my grandma when she was still alive. And then when it became just like my immediate family, we would all do something like traditional. So every year they would have me sing this stupid song and I singing it a song I had to sing in elementary school called tis a gift to be simple and I had to sing that before we <laughs> ate and we all had something we made so like my brother CJ would make the baked mac and cheese and I would make the corn pudding once again a tradition from second grade we had like a little Thanksgiving dinner where some of us were the pilgrims and some of us were the Native Americans and the teacher gave us all something to make and my assignment was to make corn pudding we had never made it but then ever mm-hmm. since then I was on it since second grade. So that and singing Tis a Gift. And I am not a soloist, you guys. I said that before. I'm a chorus singer. So I just really despise that. But it was happening. And it still happens. And it's great. This year, we did a Zoom thing. So that'll be nice. My dad's really not about the pandemic. He's He literally will say stuff like, I'm not saying y'all got it. I'm not saying I got it. I'm just <laughs> saying none of us want We ain't going to be getting together to find out. <laughs> so it'll be kind of like a bittersweet thing because with Doug and I the past two years we'll do Thanksgiving with my family and Christmas just in Florida because he doesn't get the time off at Christmas like that but at Thanksgiving we can at least try to get away real fast so this year we'll go to his parents house and like his sister and her fiance be there and his grandma you know me with the in-laws and they told me just to bring one thing so I'll bring corn pudding and I don't really judge other people's Thanksgiving so they'll say things like well what are you used to what do you want and I'm like could you just can't compare the black Thanksgiving to (laughs) for those of you who don't know my husband is of Caucasian descent so you know I'm not going to try to make something what it's not and it (laughs) both are good everything's good but I say all that to say we have family dinner with my in-laws every Sunday night and this Sunday my husband was like who's bringing the mac and cheese and it was low-key like yes bae that's right. You be on it. I can't say it, but you can't. I didn't say I was already resigned just to have a, a mac and cheese list Thanksgiving. But my husband, you know, that's why he's my ride or die. He was like, mom. And she was like, oh, we don't need mac and cheese. We already have so many starches. And he was like, no, we'll bring the mac and cheese. <laughs> Shout out to Bay and for looking out. Uh, those are my transitions from when I was a child with my uncle to then, you know, just being our family and to now me and my bae with the mac and cheese coming through. 
<laughs> what about you, Sharika? What are your Thanksgiving? Oh man, that's well, that's hilarious that you said that. Man, I saw I wish I'd be saving this stuff. Something on Facebook, and it was like what stereotypically Caucasian people have for for Thanksgiving, and then the what black people, and that list was long, and it was like you said, everything lasagna all the things and I was like Dang. unnecessary and like something my in-laws were talking about we're like who's gonna bring the apple salad I'm like the apple what apple salad what is that <laughs> to those ingredients apples walnuts right I'm like this is a very different experience but it's fine because you know me and I will eat it and I will be grateful I grew up in Maryland and um we have cousins and aunts and uncles and stuff in New York so for Thanksgiving and Christmas we would alternate like if they came to us for Thanksgiving we would go to Christmas that year in New York and then if we would flop it the next year the next year we would go to Thanksgiving in New York it was the best time just getting together with family I as you know my family's from the islands so growing up I didn't have a whole bunch of family that lived around me like we had one set of aunt and uncles and cousins that lived in Maryland like not too far from us and then that was pretty much it growing up I had a cousin that lived in Baltimore at one point in time but for the most part it was just a set of aunts and uncles and their kids that lived near us but I have a huge extended families so we would just get together my dad's side in New York and it was just the best time just the best food just the best laughs my mom and my aunt would always be just talking we would get there like late at night and then my aunt and my mom would be sitting in the kitchen talking literally till the sun came up and then my mom would be trying to sneak in the bed so my dad wouldn't know that she's been up talking all night so it would just be so much fun and then when I got older I was able to be up in the conversation and be laughing and talking with my aunt and my mom and so it was always a good time and just the food oh my gosh we had usually turkey ham and another meat, whether it was roast beef, Rala people, curry goat, something. We had some other kind of meat. And then peas and rice, definitely mac and cheese, always and forever. There was always that. We, how is it Thanksgiving without without macaroni and cheese? Anyway, so mac and cheese. Now, as an adult, I celebrate Thanksgiving a little different. One year, it was just me and my husband, and I made a little Thanksgiving dinner for just the two of us. And I, it was nice. I felt so adult. I made my first turkey and my mom walked me through it and it came out great. Made uh, all the sides and all the things. It was fun. Just the two of us. Also had a couple Thanksgiving with some of my extended family. Obviously been in Florida and I have some extended family here. Them And then the past year, I went to visit some good friends up in Pensacola and might do that again this year. So that's how I've as adults spend Thanksgiving or celebrate Thanksgiving. E.B., how did, as an adult now, how are you celebrating Thanksgiving? For me and Judith, even before we got married, we used to hit this two-way trip of sliding to her people's house. We'll slide down south, and then we'll slide to Water Haven, which is typically around like two hours away from each other. So it'll be like morning mm-hmm. in one place and then afternoon and evening in the other. And then that's what we kind of did just about every year. But this year, mom in law gave us an ultimatum. She was just like, hey, I love y'all, but y'all gonna have to pick which holiday y'all coming. I can't be taking off for Thanksgiving and Christmas for y'all. Mm-hmm. She was just like, I need y'all to pick which one. And so this year, we'll just be going to Water Haven because we chose Christmas with the in-laws. Oh, I chose Christmas with the in-laws. So just like, y'all messing up my time and a half. <laughs> like, y'all can't be messing with my money. <laughs> I got to stop what I'm doing. And then she was like, because the day before, of course, she would have to be prepping stuff and cooking. And just like, you ain't going to have me on my feet for this. Like, y'all... <laughs> 
go somewhere else. Y'all married now. Why y'all still coming here? That's what I think that's what she really want to say. <laughs> Choose ye t- today which place you will be. <laughs> that's exactly how it was because it was actually was last like yeah like last month oh yeah i went down to visit so that's what we're doing this year and now of course as we have gotten old well, i don't say older but one of my cousins i would arguably say she's if not the best cook in the world definitely the best cook in our family and she do like like when i say everything everything and we'll get into dishes and meals and all that stuff but similar to what you guys was talking about like it literally would just be her and she was like don't bring nothing like oh I'm wow gonna, like it'll be like I got this. Um, shout out to Sandy because she listens to the podcast from time to time. Well, at least she tell me when she's free, she listen. But she literally would just tell people like, "Just shoot me ten dollars and I handle the rest," or just bring drinks and the food is good. One is good for my stomach and my tongue, um, but it's also taken care of that I will handle everything. You just walk into the room and you're just like, "What in the world? You did all of this by yourself? Like you did a call somebody?" Her heart just naturally is that's who she is. like. She's a servant and a giver at heart and that's like that's kind of like if cooking was a love language that would definitely be hers like mm. she does it for birthdays she does it for god bless the dead but for funerals she does it for <laughs> days for holidays um she does it for the fun of it i'm just like hey i got some food at my house but y'all can't eat here i already made some to-go boxes i don't need <laughs> all of y'all here y'all can just come grab y'all to-go box and leave but thanksgiving <laughs> we all be chilling and hanging out that's the plan for this year or well, by the time y'all listen to it that was the plan for this year and it was also interesting because she was just like we still trying to figure out what we're doing. Like she say, I'm cooking, but I'm debating if we just gonna have a tent somewhere. Cause she say, I know some of y'all be out and about. Y'all don't think it's a whole virus out here. I feel you on that. (laughs) Well, two things, Evie, thank you for establishing that at funerals, people tend to cook. I've gone to a couple of memorial services now and there's no (laughs) food. And I'm like, okay, so we just gonna be sad and not eat? Wow, that's crazy. That's crazy. So I was like, maybe it's just me. Maybe, you know, it's just nope. my family, but it is a thing, right? To eat. It's a thing. God, it's a big thing. It's a whole thing. Okay, like, okay. like in the middle of the service, you got people asking what a repass at. <laughs> and it's like, can we get through with the funeral first? <laughs> like, <laughs> um, and I don't know how it is for you guys, it, like, just because we're talking about it and we'll probably talk about it in a future episode. But I know also for at least for Haitian funerals, after the service is done or wherever the repast is at, be, like after the cemetery to bury all that good stuff, like you have to wash your hands. Like, mm. like of course, you should wash your hands anyway right. because of this pandemic and you should be washing your hands for food. But like, you know, naturally, like we were talking about pre-pandemic, people wasn't washing their hands every time before. But like right before, whether it be a community center or a civic center or someone's home, like wherever the repass is at there's like like hand sanitizer and soap and water like right by the door because you a hand will, washing station hand washing station yeah there we go it's a hand washing station before mm. you get your food because it's a whole thing behind it and i'm not gonna dig into that right now yeah we talking about thanksgiving we talking about thing that we thankful for <laughs> yes. but in a future episode i will shout out to the haitians because we just vibe different i love that the second thing i forgot to mention was thanks mess we've only done this the past one yeah i think last year was the first year i think it's something my mom and sister established but since like uh you know my sister lives far from my mom and i live far from my mom we couldn't all be together for both holidays but for thanksgiving we did thanksgiving on thursday christmas eve on friday and then christmas on saturday and it was so great you guys we got it all out of the way and it's just vibe. So then I feel like I get to do Christmas and Thanksgiving with, with my your family. family. Oh, that's yeah, cool. Very cute. 
So I want to ask, did y'all watch like the Macy's Day Parade, the Charlie Brown Thanksgiving movie, or do you put up your decorations day after Thanksgiving? For me growing up, we definitely tend to have always watched, as a kid, watched Macy's Day Parade. Like my mom was big on seeing like what creativity came out of, Mm -hmm. out of the floats and whatnot. And then me as a kid, and even some of my siblings, we used to watch, because from time to time we would hear some of our friends, and I would say really probably associates as kids, because we weren't kicking it like that to be saying, Mm -hmm. oh, that's my friend. But it was like watching them in the parade Mm -hmm. or even just seeing the Salvation Army, because like you just say, oh, that's my church or whatnot, even though. I didn't really care about the band stuff. Shout out to the band people. We love y'all. It was more so of a, a symbolism of like, that's my church on national television. And everybody seeing yeah. this. I didn't care what music they was playing. I didn't care what they was doing. Like, so that was definitely that. As far as Charlie Brown, I wasn't really on that like that. Watched it the Friday before we got out of school for Thanksgiving when the teacher didn't feel like working no more. You saw that cart with the TV. I know I'm probably yeah, showing my age to some of our listeners. Yes. You're like, oh, this is a free day. We good today. And as far as decorations, just go ahead and throw it out there. It might be different for some of the new school Haitians, but decorations ain't happening in a Haitian home. He ain't finna see no lights around the crib. I remember first time one of my older siblings asked about Christmas, like my mama dead, like looked at him dead in his face. God, well, I guess I say God bless dead, but like, I know my mama just probably like, why are you telling my business? Like, I know that's what she probably thinking right now. <laughs> she looked at my brother not dead in the face. And she was just like, when you get a job and pay the light bill, you can put whatever lights you want up. <laughs> and like, so for me as a younger one, I'm looking like, so we really not putting out no lights. <laughs> but parents always be like, if you putting in on the bills, okay, we can talk about it. But if you ain't putting in on the bills, I don't want to hear it. Doing stuff like the day after Thanksgiving, as far as getting ready for Christmas, it was maybe twice that I can remember that we had like, actual tree with lights and all of the Mm -hmm. things so to speak and it probably was more and i'm just saying too like that i can visibly remember Mm -hmm. because i remember the locations they were at in the house but for the most part that's the only time it really happened but that wasn't really a a big thing it wasn't a thing for us to decorate right after Thanksgiving because like i said we either was in new york or our family from new york was there so it wasn't like a rush like okay this is what we do we got to the decorations around some time that we had the little garland on the railing and the banister he had the lights outside we did the tree together as a family it was a thing but it wasn't necessarily connected to like the weekend of thanksgiving i didn't watch the charlie brown i don't think i even watched the macy's day because i think we used to be just sleep i started watching it more as an adult now i'd be like oh when i'm cooking it up and stuff then i'm watching the parade i think i used to miss it when i was a kid because i think i used to be too busy up late with the cousins or, you know, whatever the night before. And then I ain't making it to no parade. So, but I enjoy it now. And I asked my mom that last night, I said, mom, is the parade coming on this year? She was like, that's a good question. I don't know. I didn't think about the fact that the parade probably, because how do you do a parade during the pandemic? Like that's exactly. a really, really unwise idea. The parade was background for us, mm-hmm. but we were more concerned with the cooking, trying to get a sample, a deviled egg, something. <laughs> but mom wasn't about that life. It was like stay out the kitchen. And for us, the time of Thanksgiving was so late. By the time we ate, my God, <laughs> y'all know I like to go to bed around nine. I could have been asleep for an hour or two already by the time the food was ready. So the next day we were more like on your vibe, Sharika, sleeping in. When I was a teenager and had my little money from my summer job, I would try to like rush out and do the Black Friday thing. Oh, never did That's that. Not, well, I'm from a small, well, you guys know, but. I loved to do it when I was a teenager. And I think one year I convinced my mom to drive us to Raleigh because mm. for whatever reason, I love, I don't really care about getting gifts. I feel like I have enough things, but I love giving mm. gifts. And mm. I love finding that like little perfect gift. I remember being in Raleigh one time, which is like an hour 
from us and like doing Black Friday in Raleigh. It was awesome. But as an adult, I'm really not on that. I could care less. We kind of took our time to decorate, but my mom was very much into the decoration, still is. She texts us a picture of like her little fall decoration. She's like, text me a picture of y'all's. And literally I, I had nothing. <laughs> Last year, I had all these ideas in my head of putting up decorations and first year of marriage, blah, blah, blah. Not a single light. And this year, I'm like, Doug, we really have to be on it. This year, I think we'll be on it a little better because of the pandemic. And it's like, we need a little cheer. We need a little, you know, mm-hmm. reminder to be lights in this dark, cruel world. So yeah, afterwards, it was more just chill vibes and just getting ready for the season. I've done Black Friday as an adult, more so like people are like, hey, let's go. And I'm like, okay. And I'm like, one, it'd be early or late at night. Two, I don't really like a lot of being crowds like that. So it was just not my vibe. And for the first time, guys, I have decorated for Christmas as a married woman or as an adult, honestly, because after I left my parents, I'm like, I don't be home for Christmas. I home to my parents so why am I decorating my place just for what I'm not here so I've never decorated for Christmas at my own house I got married my mother-in-law sent me the cutest little tabletop tree for my husband and I and we would decorate that and that would be just about it we got a tree last year and even before Thanksgiving I decorated my tree mind you I only have enough decorations for as my husband said a quarter of my tree but that's all that people be seeing is the front side so that's all they got the decorations so my little tree is up. We have a few little things spread around the little house that says Christmas. And I'm excited and proud of myself. Now we're going to talk about this food situation. Turkey or not? Nah? Yeah, for November. Just for the month. Yeah, January through October or December, I guess I'll say December through October. Don't offer me no turkey. Let those turkeys live and fly freely as they please because you and you as in the people listening y'all gonna be out here killing them left and right in november so let me just eat them when they morning <laughs> uh, they probably just like was flying and they saw their cousin just get shot up <laughs> like, they witnessed it and they trying to escape and we sitting here about to devour them this week that's great i'm not a turkey sandwich guy or any of those nothing wrong with turkey it's just that's not my preferred mm. meat to eat thanksgiving be like when i growing up it was literally like a mirror of our christmas dinner it'd be the same meal what yes to both holidays. No, we had the same type of food. We had a turkey, we had a roast, we had a ham, we had all the sides. It was a mirror. When I tell you it was practically the same meal and I was here for both of them. Yes. I am here for the turkey during Thanksgiving, but then for Christmas, it's a Christmas ham, a honey baked ham, preferably. Before I met my husband, I was pescatarian, but even when I was pescatarian all those years, you think I'm not going to eat that Christmas ham? You're crazy. (laughs) Christmas ham and chicken nuggets were always on the menu. Chicken nuggets? Wow. I did not care. Whatever stage, vegetarian, whatever, chicken nuggets were always not like it's a part of the Christmas meal. I'm just saying those could always. Oh, get oh I was like, yeah, I thought it would be something. No, no, Chick-fil-A nuggets. They'd be like, oh, I thought you're pescatarian. I'd be like, mind your own business. Like I can do whatever I want to be. So Christmas ham, they were slightly different, but not very different, I guess, when I think about it, Sharika. Okay, so my family growing up, they used to do pineapple ring with the cherry and the toothpick through the pineapple and into the ham. That was the ham situation. I was just stuck on that chicken nuggets. Mm. I thought she was talking about chicken nuggets for the meal, but now I realize she's talking about chicken nuggets, period. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's I had caught that through the midst of that conversation because <laughs> I was just like, I, was just like, I don't okay. know if I'm going to eat at a place where I see chicken nuggets for Thanksgiving. 
Listen, if my uncle was alive, it would be there. The turkey, the ham, the chicken nuggets, the chicken wings. I'm telling you all the things. But no, that's not what I meant at all. No, no, you good. But I would say mine's a similar to Sharika's on though, but like the same stuff we see for November, it's definitely gonna be on the table. Bring it December. back, bring it right back for Christmas. Two or three different types of rice, the same vegetables, mm-hmm. all the different types of meat. Like it's gonna mm-hmm. be the ham, it's gonna be the turkey, it's gonna be the fried pork, it's gonna be the stewed chicken, it's gonna be mm-hmm. the fried chicken, it's gonna be the wings, it's gonna be the cornbread, it's gonna be the red velvet Ooh, cake. The cornbread, <laughs> like, yeah. What else you got for? Let's talk about don't like it, stop bringing it food. What is that for you? It's a few that just, it's no reason for it to be on nobody's table nowhere. And I know some of our listeners <laughs> gonna be like, oh, what is wrong with you? But anything with cranberry sauce, dead. I'm fighting you already. I'm fighting you off the rip, EB. Anything with squash, dead. Anything <laughs> with Brussels sprouts, dead. <laughs> Certain people, egg salads, dead. I'm Deviled not, eggs, dead. No, I'm off that line on that either. Like, like it's just like, why are y'all eating this when they got all this stuff over here? Talking about you already got too much stuff on your plate. Yeah, because you got all that disgusting stuff on your plate. <laughs> That's why you got too much. Oh my goodness, Sabrina, what's off your plate? I don't know. It might be this apple salad that my mother-in-law is talking about. I got to try it first. I'm not usually very picky. Usually all the things we had, I just ate. But I grew up in a house where my mom was like, we eat for nourishment, not for taste. And so just from a young age, it was like, you're going to eat this or you're going to be hungry. So I just, I'm used to just eating things. I don't know. Let's run it back next year after I have this little Thanksgiving. <laughs> hit me with what's apples and walnuts. At that point, I'm in still. But I don't know what else goes in it. So let me know what goes in That's it. And I'll tell yeah, you. I'm going to have to run it back. And I'm not coming for them because every Sunday we have dinner. And it's, I mean, it's good. I guess with new things and then with all the memes you see, of what certain people do with classic recipes. I'm just like, what kind of a situation am I walking into? Y'all just have your Snapchats ready because y'all gonna be catching a glimpse. <laughs> so for me, what's off my plate? I don't, no potato salad, no egg salad, any type. Honestly, if it has a salad on the end, I'm off it. I don't like, and that's, I don't like salads, period. If it has mayonnaise in it, I'm off it. Don't bring it to my table. And then St. Thomas has this coleslaw. Nope. Not that either. Not the regular coleslaw, not the island coleslaw. The St. Thomas also has the island stuffing. I love it for the nostalgia of my people. I'm not on that either. You know what? I'm not for any stuffing. I don't like the stovetop. I don't like the stuffing, the stuffing in the bird. And I don't like the St. Thomas stuffing either with the raisins and the tomato sauce. No, none of the stuffings, none of the salads. I'm off both of those. I ain't gonna lie. I eat regular stuffing if it's made right, but stuffing the bird, like why, like why y'all, like I saw one the other day, like I wish, yeah, see I'm at a loss for words because that's how disgusting this thing looked. And it just literally was them just putting any and everything inside of this bird. And Mm -hmm. then of course they cut it up, but it just looked like vomit Mm -hmm. on this plate. And I'm just like, y'all really about to eat that? And they showed it and they said it was good. So, you know, everybody, I know everybody tastes buds are different, um, but more power to them, but there's no way I could have indulged in that, no. And then I'm also off green bean casserole. I don't like onions. It seems like I'm off a lot. And for all those who like those things, it's more for you guys. If you invite me over, it's more for you to enjoy. Now we got to talk about our top 
five Thanksgiving size. We just got to, we just got to do it. We did the candy for Halloween. We got to do the size for Thanksgiving. You know, while I'm talking, I'm just going to hit y'all with my five. Number one is just the macaroni and cheese. But as much as I say it is the macaroni and cheese for me, like EB said, there's certain things that it's only certain people that can do the macaroni and cheese. And I'm just a certain type of way with the macaroni and cheese. If you got to eat your macaroni and cheese with a spoon, it's not for me. If it's liquidy and and runny, not for me. I want it, what you got to eat with a fork, which you, you know, you got to use the hard serving spoon to cut that bad boy. That's what I'm talking about. Number two, close second is the sweet potato yam situation. Candy yam, sweet potato, whatever you call them. I love it. I'm here for it. In my immediate family, nobody was on it. I was here for it. I loved it. And I don't care if you do it with the marshmallows and I don't care if you do it with the nut or both. I don't care if you just do it with the brown sugar, all the butter. I don't want no baked sweet potato. I'm talking about the candy yam, sweet potato. That's for me. The collard greens with the pork from my aunt, Panty Denise, kills it every time. That's for me. A new favorite, the corn pudding. We did not have that growing up in my household, but doing the church Thanksgiving, the work Thanksgiving, the corn pudding has risen to my taste buds and I've enjoyed that. So that's a new favorite for me. I'm not a huge rice person, but with the rice and beans, the rice and peas, with the gravy and the turkey, and I want to tell you, not just a little spring, I need the rice swimming in the gravy. This is what I'm talking about here. That situation, that combo, that's a Thanksgiving. And I have two little audible mentions. They're not full size because I will say they're like little garnishments. The cranberry sauce EB, and I don't care if it's out the can with the ridges that show you where to cut, or if it's the cranberry sauce with the little cranberries in it that can, comes out of the can in the jello mold. And my other my honorable mention, which is not a full size, is the plantain for me because I'm an island girl and so it has to be the plantain. That's my top Thanksgiving side. Okay, I just realized y'all really be having rice at Thanksgiving? Yes! What? We island people, so we got rice at every meal. But I just don't remember after my uncle passed, like, ever having rice. So, but y'all both said it. So there we go. My honorable mention is mashed potatoes and gravy. I love it, but sometimes not for me, not everybody can do like a really good mashed potatoes. Mm -hmm. um, it's Thanksgiving, so get out of here with an instant, get out of here with a lack of flavor and the lack of seasoning. <laughs> so that's why it's an honorable mention. My number five, ocean spray cranberry sauce has to have been fresh. It fat. needs to have been cold so I can slide it next to my stuff <laughs> and just get it on and popping. Number four, stuffing. Now, some people's stuffing is absolute trash. It's rare that I come in contact with the trash stuffing. For the most part, I like it. Number three, greens. Usually my dad is on the green situation. It's a two-day affair. He's cleaning the green. The whole house is smelling like the greens. It's in the sink. It's great. And the taste is there. But once again, I haven't run into bad greens yet. So greens is definitely right there in the middle. Number three, number four, coming through with a second grade memory of the corn pudding. Forgot that teacher's name, but the recipe lives on. And well, no, I said four for corn pudding. That was my number two. Number two was corn pudding and my number one. Come on, Doug, with the baked mac and cheese. For me, for Thanksgiving, it needs to be a baked mac. Yes, mac and baked. cheese and baked mac and cheese are two different situations. Thanksgiving is the baked mac situation. Stop playing, mm -hmm. people. So next year, y'all go ahead and get ready. Baked mac. I can slide y'all a recipe. It should have been my recommend last week. Next year, I'll recommend my favorite baked mac recipe and y'all can click the link 
and get it on and popping. EB, what you got? I would say <laughs> top five. One would be mushroom rice. And I know some people are like, mushroom rice? I can tell you that there's no mushrooms in the actual rice. I don't like mushrooms like that. It's just, just try it. Trust me. It's like mushroom rice. It's Haitian rice. It's like one of the best rice you'll ever taste. Like I'm always looking for that dark black rice with green beans or peas, depending on where you're from mm. and how you respond to it. Of course, you got to have mac and cheese, but different. Like Haitian mac and cheese is different. Yeah. It's baked. It's on point. It got meat inside of it, like grounded beef most times. And like, I mean, it just kind of like just, I guess I'll say it melts in your mouth. It's not watery because, you know, some people do be having those runny mac and cheese, like it's eggs or something. And that's a sign for me not to eat it because I look at it like, mm, we're just going to skip that and keep going. Not a favorite for a lot of people, but I love sweet potatoes, whether it's a baked, sweet baked potato or sweet mashed potatoes. Like I could eat that just about in any or every meal. Got to have some collard greens. Mm-hmm. Um, I just feel like I, I just need that in my system. And you can have either just the right enough ham or just the right enough bacon. Really don't matter how you mix it up, but it's just be on point for me. I know some people look at it as dessert or something else, but like I, I see cornbread as a side for me. So just make sure the cornbread is there. And Sweet or not sweet, EB? I would prefer sweet just because yes. of how my tongue is. And it can be jiffy. It can be homemade. It can be mm-hmm. whipping it up like you Betty Crocker. You can do whatever you want. Just make yes. sure it's good. If it's unsweet, it's not for me. But if it's sweet, I'm here for the like a cake and I'm there. Desserts, pumpkin pie, sweet potato pie. I don't even care about either one. Bring me the apple. Give me the peach cobbler. I mean, I'll eat this pumpkin or sweet potato, which I've never really knew what's the difference. They taste so similar. Why y'all be acting like they're so, oh my gosh, pumpkins. They're too similar to care. They're too similar to care about. But I love the apple pie an a la mode. Pie is hot and you get the ice cream. And I'm not even a huge ice cream fan, but I throw a little ice cream on the side. I love a good warm dessert. Yes. I can definitely tell the difference between pumpkin and sweet potato and I'm sweet potato all day. Pumpkin pie is trash. But also like you, I usually didn't go for that. If there's a peach cobbler, who mm-hmm. cares about pie? Thank if there's you. A, if there's a fire brownie, who cares about pie? I'm going for the best. And that's the only reason cornbread didn't make my top five, because when it comes down to the situation, I got to eat the most that I can. And sometimes bread, it just fills me up too fast. (laughs) So while I love it, it's delicious. Sacrifices have to be made. And the same thing with the desserts. Y'all both disgusting for pies <laughs> like ain't nobody eating no pie like it got red velvet cake it got pound oh, cake that's red velvet cake is disgusting yes i do not like red velvet cake it's hold on so, it's, so you, you like choosing pie you choosing pie over red velvet okay. cake okay in, in that instance i would definitely put a fork in a pie over a red velvet cake yes indeed I you do, do the same like to a lemon cake. pound cake no no now now we talking different game lemon pound cake i'm here for Oh, that will, that is above the pie. Red velvet is definitely above the pie. Everything above. I eat a cupcake before I eat pie. Well, I will say, people say your taste buds change. And I know red velvet is made with chocolate cake. And I didn't used to like chocolate cake. But now I'm not mad at the chocolate cake. Maybe I got to revisit a red velvet. But all I just remember is tasting that red dye. And it's just like, Bleh. no, thank you. So maybe I'll revisit the red velvet little taste here and see if my taste buds have changed. But For those of you who are... You're just not a good baker. Um, Bacon is not your gift. It's cool. I have a friend by the name of Tanya who will likely probably coach you for a small fee. You got to pay her. You can't be getting stuff for free. And I think she would be glad to coach you or walk you through some of her amazing desserts. Shout out to Tanya because we're going to open up a bakery one of these days. She don't know it yet, though. 
she like actually gonna hear this on the podcast and be like, oh, I, I didn't know we were. We will. Mm-hmm. But even if you don't want to be in the kitchen because you're just like, nope, it's not for me. There's another place. And this is not a paid sponsorship. Hopefully it evolves into one one day. Nothing but cakes. You can go to nothing but cakes and you can get some buttlets. You can get some butt teenies. You can get a butt cake and you can just bring that. And most people, if you don't know it, like and I'm saying this on the real for our listeners, most people don't even know this story exists. So you can like they take don't it have out. them everywhere though, EB. Because when my cool. family was here, I I introduced it, and my brother was like, "What was that name?" And I looked up, they have one in his city. Oh, so sad, so sad. <laughs> Poor him. But you could just bring it to the Thanksgiving and just make it seem like it was you. Mm. And everybody can be like, "Oh, how did you do this?" That, that's just my love. Two cents um, on the uh, desserts, and don't eat no pie, people. Not even the apple pie, cherry pie. You don't like that peach pie. You don't like none of that. Ain't nobody eat no pie when you got cake in this world. I don't mind a fruit pie, but I don't like the chocolate pie. The cust- those like lemon meringue pie. I don't like if it jiggles in the middle. I'm out. But I'm so excited to hear about what happened back in the day, Sabrina. Dun, 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 dun. Absolutely. We talked a little bit about Black Friday. So today I want to dive into the history of it because when you guys hear this episode, it'll be Saturday and hopefully none of you got trampled and you're just <laughs> alive and well and you're listening to the history of why we even participate in these shenanigans. The first mm. recorded use of the term Black Friday was applied not to holiday shopping, but to financial crisis, specifically the crash of the U.S. gold market in September of 1869, two notoriously ruthless Wall Street financiers, Jay and Jim. So I know Jay and Jim sound like they're gonna do something shady already. So I'm not surprised, but these two guys, the two Jays worked together to buy up as much as they could of the nation's gold, hoping to drive the price sky high and sell it for astonishing profits. On that Friday in September, the conspiracy finally unraveled, sending the stock market into free fall and bankrupting everyone from Wall Street barons to farmers. The most commonly repeated story behind the post Thanksgiving shopping related to Black Friday tradition links it to retailers. As the story goes, after an entire year of operating at a loss in the red, stores would supposedly earn a profit going into the black on the day after Thanksgiving because holiday shoppers blew so much money on discounted merchandise. Though it's true that retail companies used to record losses in red and profits in black when doing their accounting, this version of Black Friday's origin is the officially sanctioned but inaccurate story behind the tradition. In recent years, there is even another myth about how Black Friday surfaced that gives a particularly ugly twist to the tradition. Some people claim that back in the 1800s, Southern plantation owners could buy slaves at a discount on the day after Thanksgiving, though this version of Black Friday's roots has understandably led to some call for a boycott of the retail holiday. It has no basis in fact. You guys, from the African angels to this, stop bringing us into it. Some of these things we really have nothing to do with. Just leave Leave us out of it. Wow. All right. The true story behind Black Friday, however, is not as sunny as retailers might want us to believe, that it has nothing to do with slavery. Back in the 1950s, police in the city of Philadelphia used this term to describe the chaos that ensued on the day after Thanksgiving when hordes of suburban shoppers and tourists flooded into the city in advance of the big Army-Navy 
football game held on that Saturday every year, not only would Philly cops not be able to take the day off, but they would have to work extra long shifts dealing with the additional crowds and traffic. Shoplifters would also take advantage of this and make off with merchandise, adding to the law enforcement headache. By 1961, Black Friday had caught on in Philadelphia to the extent that the city's merchants and boosters tried unsuccessfully to change it to Big Friday in order to remove the negative connotation. The term didn't spread to the rest of the country until much later. However, as recently as 1985, it wasn't in common use nationwide. Sometime in the late 1980s, however, retailers found a way to reinvent Black Friday and turn it into something that reflected positively rather than negatively on them and their customers. The result was the red to black concept of the holiday mentioned earlier and the notion that the day after Thanksgiving marked the occasion when America's stores finally turned a profit. When the truth is stores traditionally see bigger sales on the Saturday before Christmas, but still it is what it is. The Black Friday story stuck and pretty soon the terms darker roots in Philadelphia were largely forgotten. Since then, the one day sales has morphed into a four day event and spawned other retail holidays such as small business Saturday slash Sunday. Side note, never heard of that, but it's a thing. And Cyber Monday, stores started opening earlier and earlier on that Friday. And now the most dedicated shoppers can head right out after their Thanksgiving meal, which I always thought was kind of crazy. I remember the first year I heard that stores were gonna be open like the day of Thanksgiving. One, we weren't about to be there because our Thanksgiving meals are always later in the day, but two, like, let people be able to be off at least for one day. Like I used to hear about Walmart's mm -hmm. being open at six and oh, Best Buy's gonna, so then people are like trying to rush through their meal and just enjoying people, which is really what was my favorite thing about the holiday, just being with my family, you know, like now it's about the consumerism again, which is kind of sad, but there we go, guys, the history of Black Friday. And I feel bad for the workers. Yeah, I want to, come on now. This stuff will be there. Let them people enjoy their little lives. But them people just trying to make money off the backs of these workers and people running up in that store acting the fool, trampling, snatching up the one little TV they got. Don't, it's not worth it. I'll be right at home in the bed. I know, right after saying they're thankful. <laughs> <laughs> E.B., what are you expounding on today? I am expounding on one thing, but kind of two. So I don't know, for those of you who pay attention to all the lovely world of politics, the, I guess I'll say the Trump administration has opened up their slight assets to slide Joe Biden mm -hmm. in when it comes to the, affirm him as the president-elect and try to dive into this transition process as best mm -hmm. as possible. And he still hasn't conceded which is cool because some people don't know that you don't have to concede have to, to. to get out of the White House, which is his business and his right. And I would say yeah. his That's like you don't have to quit to get, lose your job. That is true. Um, <laughs> they will still be like, you're fine. They definitely will. And they'll come give you a time limit on how long you got to get your stuff. But we're going to talk about how President-elect Joe Biden is or has named Janet Yellen to lead the Treasury Department. Now, granted, part of that has to be confirmed by Senate, and if so, she would be the first woman to hold the position in U.S. history. Now, some people are like, why is this still a first? Or why is this mm -hmm. even a big deal? But this 74-year-old economist, 
She previously served as the head of America's Central Bank and as a top economics advisor to former President Bill Clinton. She is credited with helping steer the economic recovery after the 2007 financial crisis and ensuing recession. She was also the chair of the, Fed the U.S. Federal Reserve, and Ms. Yellen was known for focusing more attention on the impact of the bank's policies on workers and the cost of America's rising inequality. Now, our current president, he bucked Washington tradition because he wanted to drain the swamp. And he wanted to get people out of there when he opted not to appoint Ms. Yellen to a second four-year term at the Fed. Mm. Might be the reason why we're in this position today. But one of the things she's done is let people know that even if she doesn't have a position that doesn't impact her, I guess, ability to persuade people and or to speak light into situation. So she still was helping people who was basically on the opposing side as far as her views when it comes to how to do more for the U.S. economy. She was still diving into different leadership roles of just helping people, whether it be with Goldman Sachs or going against Wall Street or just saying, like, why are y'all letting these people run wild when there's everyday people who are just basically struggling? Now, some people on Wall Street, they don't like it because they're like she focused more on employment of the everyday person rather than inflation. And it was like she just looked trying to look out for low interest rates and you know, people on certain levels, they try to get as much money as they can. But for her, her job was to make an impact on those other people, like everyday people, like me and you. And mm. I'm just saying me and you because I don't think Bill Gates listening to us yet. <laughs> but she is a daughter of a family doctor and an elementary school teacher. She grew up in New York. She earned her degree in economics from Brown University before going to complete a PhD at Yale. In addition to her work at the Fed and in the government, she was a professor at the University of Cal Berkeley. Her climb to the top of the economics profession also made her a feminist icon in the economics world. And when she left the Fed in 2018, many paid tribute to her leadership by imitating her signature look of a blazer with a popped up collar. So if you ever see, or if you just Google her name, Janet Yellen, you'll see her with her nice little blazer and the collar is popped up. And like, that's just her signature style because that's how she okay. come through, just, just vibing. So I had actually, when I saw this news, I had tweeted, I say, thank God, because maybe, and I'm hoping for it, women is going to continue to show us how to run this world with her in this position, with a vice president as a woman, with a lot of key positions within his cabinet seems to be women will be taking it. And I'm saying taking it as in who he's looking at. I'm optimistic at what is likely to happen, mainly in the next four years, but also just them paving the way for many young girls who, or young people who aspire to be like them and make an impact on society. Thank you, Evie. I had kind of stepped away from those conversations because it's giving me anxiety. But I'm really happy to hear that things are moving forward and we have mm -hmm. some qualified people stepping into some really important positions. I'm here for the pop collar. Oh yeah, that pop collar, it just looks so nice. <laughs> So what y'all recommending for the people this week? I'm recommending a little fun, cute little family show that I found on Netflix. It's called Country Ever After. It's a little reality show. And I like reality shows, not 
the fighting ones because I'm like, why are we fighting strangers? I don't understand. But I like the family ones. And so this one is about this guy. He's a black guy. He's a country singer. And he's married to a white woman who is a hip hop dancer. And it's just about their little family. And I didn't know this going into it, but they're a Christian family. And it's just, it's just a good time. They have three beautiful kids. It's just a positive situation. They have some struggles, but just the fact that just promoting God and how God is getting them through things and through their careers, through health scares, through all the things. I just stumbled upon it and I enjoyed it over the weekend. So that was, that's my recommendation. If you want a good time and you're not quite into the Christmas movies yet, or you need a break from the Christmas movies, because I know my mother and mother-in-law have both been on the Christmas movies for weeks now. So if you need a break from your Christmas movies, you know, try Country Ever After. It was a fun little time for me. So it's on Netflix. So check it out. Sabrina, what are you recommending this week? I am recommending a Christmas movie. So <laughs> it's funny that you were just like, oh, you're tired of them. If you're not tired of them, I'm going to recommend my all-time favorite Christmas movie. It is called Olive the Other Reindeer. Olive, O-L-I-V-E. It is hilarious. I watch it every year. It is so Good. It's based on a 1997 children's book by Vivian Walsh, and it kind of centers around this idea that in the song Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, you hear this line, all of the other reindeer, like all love, but this little character, the dog hears that on TV, and the dog's name is Olive, and the dog thinks that their song is about them, meaning Olive. So it (laughs) takes a whole adventure. It has a grumpy mailman it has a song or two it has all the feel-good Christmassy type things and I can watch this movie any time of year I absolutely love it you guys I need more people to know about it so we can talk about it and have joy and jokes from it but check out Olive the other reindeer where could I find that because one I've never heard of it two it might be it might be on point but I definitely would want to check it out but where could I find it if I'm interested I was going to just share the YouTube link in our show notes. Oh, that's good. Okay. So it's on YouTube. But you can get the, I mean, I don't even know who gets DVDs so much anymore. (laughs) What's going on, Matt? Yeah, Captain Matt. Oh. (laughs) Hey, shout out to my old supervisor. (laughs) Matt is definitely on there. Well, you could get the DVD off of like Amazon or anything like that, but I'll share a link in the show notes and... It's so good, you guys. It's so good. It's so fun. I will, well, I, I'm interested. Whatever, Sharika. Have you even watched The Love Thing we told you to watch yet? Okay, exactly. I have not. Well, I, I didn't say I was interested in that one. You forced that there, one on me. There. We I'm did. interested in Olive, okay? Yes, Olive is so good. Watch that one for sure. <laughs> I'm not saying that I won't watch the other one yet. I just haven't gotten to it. That's fine. I'm teasing. <laughs> no, so um, of course, I'm kind of like in the middle of the road, right? So we got one person who got a Netflix show, right, Sharika? Yeah. And then somebody who got a movie with, like you can find on YouTube. We're going to slide right back to Netflix. But I am recommending Dash and Lily. I was going to watch it. It's an American romantic comedy, basically just on Netflix right now. Um, and the interesting part is, and I say middle of the road because it got my homeboy Dash, and I say my homeboy because he's like a teen. It looked like if he was in Florida with me, he would be one of the kids I'm mentoring um, or young people or young professionals, my bad. But he's a teenager who hates Christmas. 
And I know some of you are like, oh, no, I'm not watching it. I don't need to see no Grinch. I need positivity. But trust <laughs> me, it's not like that crazy. It's like, it's not even wild. And um, then he got Lily, who a teenager who wants to find love. Then they got dad's friend, they got Lily's older brother. But it's just these group of teenagers who dive into, I don't know, you ever used to write notes back in middle school or high school? Mm-hmm. Just imagine communicating, writing notes back and forth with somebody, I guess he's somewhat interested in. And then they may or may not find love. You got to check it out. That's what I'm recommending for you guys. It's like a quick, I mean, you're going to start watching it. And I think you might even binge all seven or eight episodes in one sitting. Oh, it's sitting. an episode. I thought it was a movie. Oh, I oh. thought it was a movie too. I, no, saw no, the, no. I saw the previews on Netflix and I'm like, I'm definitely, I was waiting to get past Thanksgiving to watch the new Christmas things. But you know what? I, I It was on my list. And so I'm excited. I just, it's a show. And I think you guys will definitely de- enjoy it. Do you think it'll have more than one season? The way it looks, yes, only because of some of the special guests that are in there. They have a few Christmas series on Netflix that I did not know about till this year. There was one called like Home for Christmas. It's a show. It's not a movie. And there's like another Christmas series on Netflix. I'm like, okay. I didn't watch those because I was just like, I'm trying to watch a series. I just want a quick, cute movie and move on with my life. But you know what? The Dash and Lily looked exciting and I was interested. I'll say definitely watch it. And then maybe that's something we can talk about in a few weeks, just because it is, I, th- I want to say it's eight episodes. So you might not get done with it like this weekend, but it'll be diving into I Christmas. Will. So it'll be something <laughs> we just, we can talk about around that time. I watched the whole series of Country Ever After in the weekend. And it's about the same. Netflix be doing them little eight, nine episode series. I'm like, dang, y'all couldn't hit us with a 12 to 25. I'm with you, uh, Sabrina. I feel like it is almost that Christmas time. I'm feeling it now. I'm feeling it now. I'm excited. Well, I hope you guys had a happy Thanksgiving. This is the season of giving and sharing and loving. Let's do all those things. Don't forget to take care of your mental health. Enjoy your loved ones. Enjoy life. There's so many people, as we all know, in this year specifically, that are going through a lot of things. Definitely, definitely. And for those of you, of course, because we can't help any and everybody, but if you were solo dolo for Thanksgiving, our heart goes out to you. Please don't think that just because you're alone for the holidays that you are alone um, Mm -hmm. in this world, just because, like, I know Sabrina mentioned it earlier, like, her pops was just like, yeah, I ain't got it, we ain't got it, and we ain't trying to figure out who gonna get it by us gathering together. So I know some of you are probably like, I usually would go home, but because of the pandemic, I wasn't able to go home this week. So please just know that you're not alone during this time. It might even be simple as if you didn't on Thursday for Thanksgiving, but FaceTime and Zoom and Microsoft Teams mm-hmm. and whatever, video chatting somebody on Saturday of just saying, hey, let's have a meal together because we would have had one if this stupid pandemic mm-hmm. wasn't here. So please don't live your life in isolation. Yes, connect with people when and where you can. Thanks for listening to The Kickback. If you're down with the squad, make sure you share it with your peoples and subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Hit us up on our social media. Email us for topics, comments, and questions that you may have about this episode or any of the past episodes. And if life tries to knock you down, Just make sure you kick back. Until next week. Holla.